Live from the Most Minded Studio inside Spaceship Earth, it's the Most Minded Podcast. This week, Hurricane Matthew shuts down Disney. The Muppets take home in Liberty Square. And a new Carousel of Progress sign that will make Disney fans everywhere go... Ooh. Ah. All that and that on this week's episode of... The The Mouse Minded Podcast. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. It is the Mouse Minded Podcast, episode four. I'm surprised we've gone on this long. What is your name? I am Noah Jansen. And I am Nicholas Jansen. Always have been, always will be. This week is another exciting episode of the Mouse Minded Podcast. Happy October, everybody. Are you excited that it is finally October? I am, which means we are we are two weeks closer to our Halloween spectacular episode. Yes, and we will get into the details of that towards the end of the show, but that is also very exciting. Noah, what do we have in store for this week? Well, I will tell you what we have in store. Please, by as all means. As always, we are going to run through... Well, as of last week, we are going to run through some news stories... <laughs> Riff on them a little bit, then get to the meat of the story. We will be reviewing the new Muppet Show, Great Moments in American History, or is it Great Moments in History? Great Moments in American History. Okay, correct. Okay. Great Moments in American History, the new Muppet Show that debuted uh, this past week at uh, the Magic Kingdom in Florida. Uh, Speaking of Florida, also, we're going to talk about just the chronicle of the threat of Hurricane Matthew that loomed over the Magic Kingdom last week and just had everyone shook, shut down the Walt Disney World Resort for a full day, pretty much. Does that sound like at all a good podcast? Sure. Sure, okay. Well, we're doing it anyways. We're not missing a week. All right. The, uh, let's get into it. So first off, we have, of course, this new report of a vintage-style Carousel of Progress sign in front of the newly painted Carousel of Progress. It's absolutely beautiful. Oh, man. It is actually so good. incredible. I mean, what was the sign before it? It was the gears. The purple gear. Yeah, it matched, like, the outside paint, which they changed. Right, right. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it, it was kind of nice, but but this one is just... It, it looks like old-school Epcot. Yeah, it's... V- yeah. Oh yeah. It, it looks like it would be. It would fit well in Future World. It, it looks very nice. Um, I was a big fan of the new paint job, and I was thinking that we were probably going to get a new sign for it too, since it didn't really match mm-hmm. what it looked like anymore. Yeah. I think this is like more signs. This, along with painting the rocks, that Tomorrowland is going through like a soft transition. Yeah. Not not as big as the '90s transition, but like. Kind of just like some repainting of stuff, some attractions. The new rocks, the new rocks look really good. Yeah, very vibrant. Uh, some attractions being replaced, like Stitch, probably. Yes. Um, and uh, slowly on that, now the uh, Space Mountain. Speaking of Tomorrowland, has new LED lighting at nighttime. No. Space Mountain is so lit, Noah. I'm, it's so lit. I am angry about this. Um, I've, I've always said... Noah is a Puritan. Okay. No, he I'm not necessarily... all attractions no. should be stark white. No, I am not saying that. What I'm saying is that I just... I don't think it looks good. 
Look, don't you think it reflects I'm the multicultural landscape of today's world, Noah? But it I, I know. It From looks, an aesthetic point of it view. It looks and, like it looks like the Disneyland one, which is not a compliment. Which is not a compliment because it looks like the Paris one, which is just a complete abomination. Well, I wouldn't say it looks like the Paris one. Now that I'm looking at it, it looks a little bit better yeah, than the up, Disneyland one. Pulling up a video of it right now. I mean, what were they gonna do? Are they just gonna leave it forever? That's the same thing as saying if you flash bright purple and blue lights on the castle, it looks bad. It's just mood lighting for nighttime. I guess. At I, least I'm just glad we have it plain white during the day. You can just look at it. It still stands as the landmark. It's I kind of liked how it was just like just white lights on it, though. I thought it looked it just. Well, who knows? Maybe little babies like you will force them to reevaluate their decision. I'm not from I'm from, not from I'm, these different. I, I know. I know. I'm not starting a petition. From this isn't like angles, Tower of Terror fans at Disneyland. Okay. For all the angles in this video, it looks pretty good. So, until I see it in person, I don't. I will say reserve judgment on that until I see it in person. I'm sticking with the Magic Kingdom, the uh, the final performance of the Main Street Electrical Parade occurred on Sunday. What are your thoughts? Uh, to be honest, I never ever stopped to watch this parade, I don't think. In it, full? In full, okay. I should say. In full. Like, I've seen parts of it obviously, like, down Main Street when you're stuck there, or... It's, it's obviously an iconic... It's iconic. Like, parade. hearing hearing the music, um, it's, it's probably gonna be missed from, like, a moment where, like, there's just... They haven't announced any sort of replacement or successor, so... Exactly. There's no, like, there's no concrete evidence that Paint the Night will it be coming over. It doesn't seem like they're bringing Spectro Magic back. It doesn't seem like they're... It, they haven't said that they're bringing Paint the Night over. Exactly. All so. we know is that Disneyland is going to get the Main Street Electrical Parade now. You uh, know what? Why not? They deserve it. Look, it's going to be back at Disney World in like 20 years, so I don't think anyone's really going to be lamenting it. It's not the last we'll, we've seen of this for sure. And it's an amazing parade. This just means that we'll be able to get around the uh, Magic Kingdom Magic a lot easier, easier at night. Unless they do bring another parade, which I don't know why they wouldn't bring another parade. Even though we have never cared about parades. It just, it just doesn't work like that. But regardless, let's lament the loss of the Main Street Electrical Parade. Before Disney decides to resurrect it. Exactly, and then and then we'll be fine. Next up, we have some breaking news that is about two weeks old now, because uh, it just that, came out after we recorded the last podcast. This, this is what happens when you do a podcast bi-weekly, folks. But here we go. We have some... All of last week's and the weeks before is news. We have some concrete information uh, pertaining to the rides that we will be able to experience in the newly expanded area Pandora, the world of Avatar, at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Noah, would you like to take it away with what the first ride we can expect? Well, uh, first off, we have the Navi River Journey. This will be a Fast Pass Plus attraction. A musical voyage into Pandora's bioluminescent forest. This trip is as calm, as family-friendly as they come. 
The adventure begins as guests board canoes and venture down a mysterious sacred river yeah. hidden within the rainforest. The grandeur of Pandora's re is revealed as canoes float past exotic glowing plants and an array of amazing creatures <laughs> include native humanoids known as Navi. <laughs> Moving on, the journey culminates in an encounter with a Navi shaman who has a deep connection to life of Pandora and sends positive energy into the forest with her music. Navi River Journey is generally appreciated by guests of all ages, though timid tykes who are spooked by darkness may find parts of this exposition unsettling. Well, how do they know it's generally appreciated by guests of all ages? It's not even open. Uh, what do you think of the? What do you think of this attraction? First of all, the the uh, the name is. His poor, in my opinion, of yeah. this attraction. Yeah, Navi River Journey. It seems like a temporary attraction name. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. But this, to me, even though the, the next ride that I'll read about is technically the e-ticket, this, this to looks me is the, the, the most exciting thing about this I'm entire land. I'm very excited. It, it looks like it's going to use animatronics, projection effects. From the concept from the art concept alone, art. and then they showed some video from D23 of the animatronics and stuff in action with the bioluminescent lights and everything it looks absolutely stunning it looks amazing. i cannot wait who needs real animals when you have I, fake animals in animal kingdom i am not a fan of avatar at all i don't like the movie i really don't see i like the movie i rewatched it a little while ago and i actually really like it man am i excited for this this and is gonna be cool. the other attraction confirmed is the giant massive building structure that you can see that we've been seeing for the past the like parking year. lot you're like that is the massive ugly building that is supposed to be amongst these floating mountains titled avatar flight of passage similarly with all other attractions in walt disney world this will be a fast pass plus attraction like um, all of like every ride. I don't think we even need to, like, point it out anymore. The crowning jewel of Animal Kingdom's newest neighborhood, Avatar Flight of Passage, invites daredevils to take a scenic trip to Pandora on the backs of a flying mountain banshee. <coughs> the, kit, the, in, the intense journey takes place in a cutting-edge simulator-like environment and offers much more than a thrill a minute for this... Presumably two-minute attraction. Two-minute attraction that you're going to have to wait three hours. For. Guests are treated to a bird's-eye view of all the sights, sounds, and smells of the majestic moon that the Navi call home. A high-flying e-ticket experience, Flight of Passage is a most realistic, immersive experience. It is not recommended for guests with motion sensitivity, heart conditions, fear of heights, or any other physical issues. This experience is quite popular. How do they know How this? How do they know this? Book a FastPass Plus assignment if you can. For height requirements, visit... DisneyWorld.com. Well, this sounds all right. It just sounds like another version of Soren, obviously. Yeah, but this time on the back of a bird. But the thing about this how, is, how is that going to? Now work? it works with dinosaur, but for Animal Kingdom, you you visit this park thinking this is where I get in touch with nature, animals. I'm immersed in the real world, but for this, you're going in a giant sterile building. To experience this amazing world of Pandora. Why don't we just have more attractions where we can just experience the world? I mean, I get why they don't want to put a roller coaster because it will look artificial, but come on. I prefer the building this massive to the building, This massive building looks completely artificial, though, unless they hide it better from actually inside the I park, assume that they will. Which I assume they'll do because I assume Star Wars Land is also going to be a bunch of massive structures. I see. I don't. 
mind the Avatar being in the park because it has like a strong like conservation message type deal. That's true. Protecting, protecting the land so kind from of like the sense. miners. So what do we think of these two attractions? Uh, Were the additions to Animal Kingdom? I. What I, else? I mean, of Animal course, Kingdom Animal have. Kingdom needs more things. It to needs do. more things to do, particularly so, rides. Yes. So I'm all for this. If I, I can't wait to experience. If the both. opening of these two attractions means that Everest closes and they fix the Yeti, then I'm all for it. Absolutely. Well, with that, let's move on to the next segment. On the same day that Stitch's Great Escape shuttered its doors until the seasonal period, the the Muppets came to the Magic Kingdom. There is no coincidence there. The there Muppets no, clearly I, booted I, Stitch. Out. I just thought I'd point that out. They're on opposite sides of the park. But yes, on October 2nd, 2016, one day after the 45th anniversary celebration, the Magic Kingdom introduced its newest attraction, an outdoor show titled Great Moments in American History with the Muppets. Or something to that effect. Now, we both watched um, videos of the performance. We were not actually there in the Magic Kingdom. We could not experience it. We experienced it through the lens of another guy's camera who kept having to move it to show Sam Eagle because he didn't because he know was in exactly a separate building and he didn't go, know exactly where it was. But we appreciated the footage nonetheless. Uh, we specifically watched the ones pertaining to the Declaration of Independence and the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere. Noah, you preferred the Paul Revere one. I preferred yes. the Declaration of Independence one. But overall, what can you say about this show? What do you think of it? Besides that it's the greatest thing to ever happen. It's the greatest thing to ever happen to the Magic Kingdom and primarily Liberty Square. Because let's face it, we don't exactly spend much time in Liberty Square. No, in fact, Liberty Square is probably the least pronounced land in the history of Disney. Well, yeah, it kind of blends in with Frontierland almost. I, I very rarely can tell them apart. And apart from the Haunted Mansion, there is quite literally no reason for two good old Canadian boys to even hang around in Liberty Square. But luckily, we love the Muppets. We do love the Muppets very much. I love the Muppets so much, and anyone who will, will absolutely love this show. With the exception of if you're not a huge fan of Sam Eagle, I can't see you liking this show because <laughs> yeah. it's basically completely Sam Eagle's brand of humor about yeah. extreme patriotism. Uh, making fun of extreme patriotism, yeah. While also showing complete love for the Muppets, or, or showing complete love for America as a country because what is more American than the Muppets? Uh, so talking about the Declaration of Independence one because I believe that was the first showing. Yeah, that was the first one. What did you think of it? I I liked it. It did a lot to like introduce the uh, the concept rather than like it, it was used to like introduce like what what these shows were going to be. That's true. More than it was about the Declaration of Independence itself. It almost it took kind of like a the story kind of took like a backseat. Almost uh, it was like I I disagree. I I thought I got I the know. gist of I got the gist. As of someone too, who doesn't like, really know that much about American history, it definitely got caught me got me caught up. 
And I like the educational aspect of it mixed with the humor of the Muppets, which is how we should be teaching children everything. Let's just get the Muppets in schools. Put the Muppets in schools. Let's let's have Muppet performers be like contracted out to schools. Now for the characters, we had Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo, and Sam Eagle. And, and Camilla. Yes, and chickens. We cannot forget about many, many chickens. Many chickens. Uh, but... I really, I really liked it, and I think it fits so well in Magic Kingdom that it feels like it shouldn't. <laughs> I know, but it like, does. The Muppets don't feel like they should fit in Magic Kingdom. The Muppets feel like exclusively Hollywood studios, but now they're now, in Magic Kingdom, Epcot, because the Bunsen oh, oh, Honeydew yeah. Beaker thing the returned Labs. last week as well, um, as well as Muppet Vision 3D and the Muppet Courtyard in Hollywood Studios. So I we love just, it. I love and it so much. they're all animals, so let's put them in Animal Kingdom as well. Why not? No, this makes me feel like the Muppets could be literally anywhere. I feel like as long as there's a story to tell with them, you could put them somewhere. There's endless possibility for the Muppets. We could have we could have land by land Muppet shows. That's true. In every land Muppet, of the Magic Kingdom. Let's have Fantasyland Muppet retellings Muppet of fairy, fairy tales, tales in Tomorrowland. Uh, Pigs in Space. Pigs in, oh. Pigs in Space Genius. Live. Yeah, I love the music. I mean, the the songs are a little predictable as far as lyrics go, yeah. but they keep the the momentum going. I like Sam Eagle's uh, banter back and forth with the town crier. I think that works, and I like how you see you see Kermit, Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Gonzo in one building. In the in the in the Declaration of Independence show, you see Sam in the other way, and then you have the town crier on the ground telling for applause or whatever, calling for that. So it's kind of three different levels of immersion within Liberty Square. Um, we didn't see video of how people were actually standing, so as far as like spatial awareness, we're not really sure how it works out. But I think it's a very good idea for a show. I like when the Muppets. When the Muppets fail, then it's like, now we'll bring them into the parks. It's like, okay, Muppets Most Wanted underperformed, the Muppet TV show underperformed, now let's bring them in the parks. The best part of the show is at the end when the town crier said, and now everyone, I'm going to the uh, the Hall of Presidents. Follow me, everyone. And everyone walks the other way. And everyone just walked away to find something else. Because the Hall adventure. of Presidents is boring. On the mouse-minded report card, Great We're moments in American history. Now? Okay. B plus. I'm gonna give it an A minus because I just love the Muppets that much. So we will say it gets a. We can't really average that out. Just, just give it a B. Give it a give B, it a B plus. plus. So it has potential. We'll see where it goes from here. We'll wait till we see it in person, obviously, until we make our final judgments. But right now, we're really liking what we see. I want to see more. I want to Pigs see more. Pigs in space. They can keep adding new shows. They can keep adding new American events. And yeah, we could, if they want to put it in Fantasyland, which I think they should. That would be oh, fantastic. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, they should. So more Muppets, the better. Hashtag Muppet Takeover on Twitter. Let's keep this momentum going. We got the Muppet, more Mobile, Muppets. Muppet Mobile Labs, which looks great. Pizza uh, Rizzo coming. The show there looks great. Pizza Rizzo's on the way. The Royal Flush bathrooms are open. Check that out. They're not themed, though, which is very disappointing. So, hashtag Muppet Takeover. With you guys, we can keep this momentum going. Come on. I won't rest until Cinderella Castle 
is, is replaced, Miss Piggy's Castle. Is Miss No, is replaced by the Muppet Theater. Ooh. As the central icon of the entire Disney Empire. Exactly. All right. With I'm just glad Disney has the Muppets and they're actually doing stuff with them. That's true. Now, without further ado, shall we move on to a bit of a more serious topic on the Most Minded Podcast. The day was Thursday, October 6th, 2016, when a... Storm was heading up to Central Florida, which is a rarity. And uh, the Walt Disney World Resort was forced to prepare for the impending storm. Indeed. It would appear that Hurricane Matthew checked into Walt Disney World uninvited, unwanted. Unwelcome. Unwelcome and shook up the entire resort. Disney has only closed for an entire day four times before. All of which, oh, so, yeah, three times before this. All four hurricane-related affairs. And that basically amounting to once a decade for the years that it's been open. It seems to have not left lasting damage, but it completely, it appeared that the worst was on the horizon. It, they definitely prepared for the worst. Like, nothing for example, too happened, nothing too it's bad happened. In central Florida. So, to start off, it started when the Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground was closed and evacuated on the Wednesday to prepare for Thursday, and as well as the Treehouse Villas and Bungalows, the Polynesian... The ones over the water. Yes, and of course the characters in flight was unavailable all the way until Sunday uh, due to heavy winds. And then it announced that every everything at Disney World, all four parks, uh, the water parks, uh, Disney Springs, would be closing at 5 p.m. on October 6th. What was your thoughts on this? Did you... When you heard the news? Well... It makes sense why they would do this. They want to prepare. They want to make sure they get everything tied down before the storm yes. actually hits. Cast members were tying down things, taking down signs that could easily blow away, making the preparations. And it's commendable for Disney to put safety before necessarily profit or... Because it would have been easy to keep it open until the regular closing time on that Thursday... But then, it was announced that uh, the Walt Disney World Resort would be closed for the entirety of Friday, October 7th. Yeah. Now that, I was like, okay, this is a serious storm. This is, yeah, this is serious. Uh, like we said, it's the fourth time that Disney World has been closed uh, altogether. Yes. First time since 2000 and... 2004. It was 2004, Hurricane Francis... Uh, 1999, Hurricane Floyd. Um, those are the last two times that it closed for an entire day. So, But could you imagine being at the Walt Disney World Resort during this hurricane? Can you imagine being stuck in your hotel room or your resort hotel? Oh, yeah, that'd be... While these awful winds terrible. and these ridiculous rainstorms just towered over Orlando and just left... Not yeah, devastation, was... but just major inconvenience. Inconvenience, yeah. For for Disney World, it was just an inconvenience. 
people who took these vacations obviously lost a day of park time. Or they, two, potentially. Or two, potentially. Um, I know that Disney Springs did open later. Yes. On uh, Friday. On Friday. Just to kind of distribute the the population at the and, resort. Uh, that, that would give some people stuff to do. Exactly. Just, as opposed to being stuck in your hotel all day. I'm just glad that no one was hurt at Walt Disney World specifically, and that the storm passed through with little to no major damage. I mean, signs were blown around, possibly. Um, maybe a few shingles fell off buildings. But the Walt Disney World Resort is built to last. Yeah, they they, they built it to withstand hurricanes. So unless a complete typhoon washed through. Yeah, it was all to, said, taking necessary steps to ensure the safety of our guests and cast. And I really have to commend Disney for how they stood strong in the face of Matthew that mean, mean man. And I think they handled it really professionally. Yeah. Very classy. It was back to op regular operation on Saturday. And uh, we're here today, a week, about a week later. We can go back. <laughs> Not, week. Nothing, no damage has been sustained. And uh, the structure of Stitch's Great Escape is still standing, so that's good news for when it opens for seasonal. <laughs> and uh, I'm very happy that Walt Disney World depending, made it out. Depending on your definition of good news, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. None of the Muppets blew away. It was a, it was a very, um, it, like in all seriousness, it was obviously a very troubling, worrying period of time. But now we can look back on it. I mean, we, as if we were anywhere as near it we and had anything to, to do with it. But um, obviously, if you were in Florida, we tweeted out that we hope you stayed safe or in Georgia, or any of the surrounding states that were affected by this. And, uh, is Hurricane Matthew done now? I think so. Is it still blowing around? I love how we have no idea. Look how we have no idea. Great research. Is, we really did a good job here. Is Hurricane Matthew still a thing? Because we have to still get it, uh... Hurricane Matthew, the timeline. Courtesy of National Geographic. Thank you, National Let's Geographic. Let's see, their last post about Hurricane Matthew was Tuesday, October 12th. Caused about $10 billion of damage in the U.S.? Oh my goodness. What? We did a lot of research. Okay, well, that was our research for the day. Hurricane Matthew. We hope anyone who was affected by Hurricane Matthew is doing alright. And we wish you all safety and prosperity in the coming weeks. Well, Noah, without further ado, I think it's about that time that we wrap up Let's this wrap show. It up. Noah, where can they get in contact with us? Where can the good folks get in contact with us? Where can they get in contact with us? Well, I'll tell you where they can get in contact with us. You can get in contact with us at MouseMinded on Twitter. You can also email us at mousemindedpodcast at gmail.com. I, I haven't checked that in months, but if, if anyone has been emailing us, I'm sorry that we haven't gotten back to you <laughs> in a timely fashion. Also, we are now able to tease that in two weeks' time, our Halloween episode will be released. It's our first ever Halloween show, and boy, do we have a blowout for you, Noah. What oh, are our plans? Man, okay. We don't want to tell too much. We but don't want to tell too much. What's the general consensus of what it's going to be? Well, we are going to have... A regular episode, as normal, but 
instead of talking about the news, unless something breaking happens, we're going to talk about some of the spookiest, shocking, deadliest, scariest things to ever happen at Disney. At Walt Disney World. Or Disneyland. Or Disneyland. I feel like we've definitely been neglecting Disneyland the past couple weeks. Oh, yes. But that will all be rectified. Also, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You can follow us on SoundCloud if you want, but that's just really the avenue to get it onto iTunes. But this is the big deal. I finally launched the YouTube channel. Finally. It's out there. Finally. We uploaded a segment of the podcast where we talked about Stitch and seasonal operations. That is up right now. You can check that out. We will have another one possibly next week, a segment from this very episode. So if you want to check that out or share it with your friends, it's a way to get the podcast out there to a wider audience. Yes. So, Noah, do you have anything to say to the fine folks until the next episode? Um, until next time, I've been Noah Jansen. Only until next time. Only until next time. So for the next two weeks, you're not Noah Jansen. No. Nope. I'm I only am also Noah Jansen, Jansen when I turn on the microphone. Exactly. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you're going to be for Halloween, if it's anything Disney-related, or if it's not. I'm thinking of going as sexy Judge Frollo. We'll see about that. <laughs> All right. As always, folks, remember, don't drink the Splash Mountain water. And, and have, have a magical day. day. That's not tired yet, is it? Um, yeah, sure. Reporting live from the Most Minded Studios.